welcome to the Steroids Podcast with your host, Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Steroids Podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Now, for the first time in bodybuilding history, you have someone with no corporate interests and no obligation to please anyone, not walking on eggshells to not offend. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the information, the whole information, the whole truth, not a full truth and a half-truth. Full truth. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the keys to the Lamborghini, gives you the information, and lets you decide what to do with it. It's a crime this information has been suppressed this long. Now let's get on with the podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand Bodybuilding Podcast. Uh, You know, I've noticed that you guys have liked the frequency i came back made a comeback with a lot of episodes real frequently like boom 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 i mean boom 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 real quick and i know you guys like that because you guys send me messages you know you say guys send me emails and shit you know you let me know how you feel about the content that i make and you're very honest which is (laughs) which is something i like right i'm honest with you guys and you're honest back with me i like making content for you guys um, the reason why I didn't for like a year, you know, it was like six podcasts in one year, which was like total torture. I know, but you know what? I was, I had the hardest year of my life and you guys know that I've had some fucking hard years, right? Cause I, I, I fucking go hard. You know, I, I take life, I go hard with life. And so, you know, that last year, that was the hardest year of my life. And so unfortunately I couldn't, you know, be putting out a shitload of content for you guys, but you know, you know, now I'm back, you know, now I'm back, now I'm good, everything's good, and you know, I'm putting out more content for you guys again, so I got some funny, I got some funny ass questions sent for you guys today, you know, I'll just get right into the podcast today, okay, so first question, Josh asks, okay, so I've posted a story, okay, before I get into his question, let me give you the background, okay, I posted an Instagram story on my Instagram, bodybuilder in Thailand on Instagram, and the Instagram story was a picture of me looking really freaky, right? It was, it was when I was, you know, you you know, (laughs) so funny thing about me guys is, as I'm, I'm like, I'm like average guy, right? I'm, I'm average guy. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, five, nine, one, one fifty before I started, uh, going to the gym. Right. And then, and then, you know, I, I, I started going to the gym, built, built, built muscle up, you know, naturally got up to like five, nine, one eighty, five, nine, one eighty five, five, nine, one ninety ish, you know? Uh, but if I was, you know, around like 11% body fat, then it would be more like 175, you know, uh, any, anyways. So that, so then, you know, I started, started taking steroids after that, you know, and, and then, you know, so i I went up to five, nine, uh, 255 pounds as similar body fat, like 10% body fat, you know, on steroids. And, uh, so ended up gaining, you know, like 105 pounds of muscle total in my bodybuilding journey. And, uh, so, uh, very freaky picture I, I posted, you know, cause, cause somebody, somebody was asking me about like, have you done it or what cycle were you on or something in this picture? And so I said like, this is what I was on. And then I posted the picture on my story 
And it was like, it was one of the pictures, you know, that, that's in Ultimate Guide to Roids. 109 page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. And, uh, you know, it was one of those pictures where I'm like really pumped up. And, you know, I had been, you know, eating oatmeal, whey protein, whole chickens, coconuts, and, uh, you, you know, like white rice, you know, like, and, and then gummy bears, Gatorade. And, and that's it. You know, that was like my only diet. And I had been on Cebu Island in the Philippines, you know, during that time. <laughs> and so, so that, that was like really fun, you know, and, and I was like such a, uh, you know, like in freak mode, you know, I remember when I was in the gym at that time, you know, I, I knew that it was just like, you, you know, what is this cyborg? So like, it was almost like funny when I'd be walking around in the gym because, you know, everybody would just stop doing what they were doing and just be like, looking over like with their jaws dropped like what is this monstrosity and i felt that way about myself too i was scared when i would see myself in the mirror i'd be like what the fuck like what the fuck did i do to myself and so you know i was on a thousand five hundred milligrams of testosterone i was on a thousand milligrams of primabolin and i was on a 50 to 100 milligrams of anadrol 50 milligrams uh, of winstrol i was on 30 milligrams of super draw. I can't remember if I took 50 milligrams super draw a little bit. I was on three IUs of nortotropin. I was on 2000 milligrams of metformin. I was on 200 micrograms of T4 thyroxine. And uh, I think that was about it. I think that was about it. But anyways, anyway. <laughs> so this guy, I like this guy a lot. Okay. I like this guy. He's a good guy. But he he uh, he he asked me a funny question. He or he responded to that story on Instagram with a funny question, right? And he, he got burned for it. Okay, uh, so so he said, uh, uh, "What's the theory behind mixing the orals like that? Wouldn't you be better off just 150 milligrams anadrol a day, or does the mixing have a desired effect? It can't be a huge difference." And I'm like, "Bro, what is the theory behind mixing injectables? Why don't you just take one thing?" Why don't you take more than one thing? You know, if you if you think you, you don't want to take no orals, you only want to take one oral. Okay, well, how about this? Don't take anything other than 500 milligrams testosterone. You don't need more. You don't need more than one oral. And you don't need more than 50, 500 milligrams of testosterone. No one does. No one does. No one does. That's all you need. That's all you can have. That's all you can take. No more for you. Forums. <laughs> Forum mind control programmed by the forums. Got to think for yourself, buddy. Got to think for yourself, right? Okay, so, you know, if you want, you know, orals are some of the freakiest things, you know, they're like very, very bad for you. They're one of the things that fucks you up long term for from relying on them. And they're one of the things that make you look like an alien. Okay, so the golden, the golden combination of Freak show is Superdrawl, Anadrol, Winstrol combined. I made that up, you know. That, that's that's my signature oral stack. Dan the bodybuilder from Thailand. Okay, it, and it, <laughs> if you want to go full freak show, okay, it's all about insulin sensitizers. Okay, insulin sensitizers like metformin, like CLA, like berberine, like cinnamon. With dextrose and glucose, intra-workout, pre-workout, post-workout, with whey protein, 50, 50 grams pre-workout, uh, 15 minutes. And then your post-workout meal where you eat a half a chicken and you eat three cups of rice 
and you drink a whole coconut. That's for the potassium, okay? I'm not putting this stuff in here for no reason, okay? The potassium helps with the glucose loading, okay? And then you eat all this, the fucking coconut meat out afterwards, all right? And you do it on Cebu Island in the Philippines. That's how you get fucking freaky out of your mind, all right? Freaky out of your mind, okay? And so, and so, and, <laughs> and, and so, so, yeah, you know what? Mixing orals, it works, okay? It works. And as we'll see, as we go through the rest of this podcast, there's a lot of other people who know that because they're my disciples. The disciples of Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. And um, the disciples do pretty well, you know. I, I mean, they all become freaks if they actually do it. You know, uh, I, I work with a lot of guys who don't want to do what I want to tell what I tell them to do, which is a little bit uh, bizarre to me, but that's just the way they are. You <laughs> They come to me for advices, but they don't want to do what I, what, you know, the advices that I give them. Uh, and, and so then they don't make the, the big progress, you know, you know, cause I'm not saying this stuff to you guys just, you know, to just pull your leg or something. I'm saying it for a reason, you know, you do it, you make the big results and the things it's the basics too, you know, like, it's not like the complex shit, you know, it's the basics. It's like you eat steak all day. Okay. If you need to put on size, you eat the rice. With the steak, if you need to get lean, you do not eat the rice with the steak. You just eat the steak plain with green vegetables, okay? And uh, so you eat fucking steak all day, okay? You lift this heavy weights, so you get strong as fuck, and then you, and and you know you you make it so that you can lift three plates on bench press for reps and sets, and then you make it so that you can squat four plates on squat below parallel for reps and sets, and you make it so that you can deadlift five plates for reps and sets. All right. And then once you do that, you want to fucking, you know, you've got that strength. You got that base. You got that myofibrillar muscle quality, all those tissues. And now you got to blow that tissue up. And so you start doing shit like giant sets, right? So like four exercises nonstop, you know, with a maximum of 10 seconds rest between exercises um, and, you know, going to failure on each one. You know, and and you're you're fucking loading glucose during your workout. You know, if you're a big guy, you know, with 200, 200 pound muscle man or so or, or more, you know, more like two to twenty. You know, uh, then so hundred kilograms. Then you know you're you're taking in like hundred fifty grams dextrose glucose d during that while you're doing those giant sets. And if you don't want to do giant sets, another way around it is to just uh, to just you know rest you know, 20 to 30 seconds between sets only and keep on doing it. And you fucking load that glucose into your body. Okay. During the workout, you just keep on loading that glucose and you took the insulin mimetic insulin sensitizing agents before the workout. And you're sensitive as fuck to insulin because you're not eating a bunch of horse shit. Okay. You're not eating a bunch of horse shit. You're not eating all those seed oils. You're not eating all the other carbohydrates that you're addicted to and shit. You're just eating fucking steak. You know, maybe you eat some chicken sometimes, maybe you eat some fish sometimes, but for the majority of it, motherfucker, you eat steak and you eat rice and you eat potatoes, okay? And then this puts you into this freaking fucking carbohydrate, insulin, protein, insanity program, okay? And then you load the um, huge amount of glucose during the workout, the glucose dextrose during the workout. And of course, you don't have any dietary fat in your bloodstream during that time, of course, because the whole purpose is the, is the fucking insulin, okay? Insulin makes you gain weight, okay? Insulin makes you lose weight if you don't have it, okay? If you want to get big, you want to have a lot of insulin on board in your system, okay? Your pancreas naturally cre creates insulin in response to carbohydrate intake, okay? And so if you want to get lean, 
you got to take away insulin because if you go look up lipolysis, okay, fat burning on Wikipedia, what is the first fucking thing it says? You fucking, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything mean. I'm not going to say any swear words to you. Okay. Okay. You, if it fits your macros, fuck. But the thing is, is that the first thing it says is that lipolysis cannot occur until action levels of insulin fall below a certain threshold amount of action, of action levels. Okay. Insulin levels have to be below a certain threshold before any fat burning can occur. Okay. And then you go, Oh, you know what? I'm not even going into that because it's too complicated. Maybe you won't understand it. So I'm going to talk about something else instead. Okay. And so then, uh, the thing is, is that a bunch of you guys, a bunch of you guys have fucking metabolic syndrome. Okay. But you, you know, the, the American diet, the Western diet is the metabolic syndrome diet. You're a chronic insulin releaser. Okay. So you're chronically constantly producing insulin. And as soon as you don't have those carbohydrates anymore from your addiction, okay, now all of a sudden you're still producing insulin and your blood sugar drops and your blood sugar crashes and you're like, fuck, and you start shaking and you start sweating. You break out into a cold sweat and then you go reaching for your carbs again. The only non-essential nutrient, the only non-essential nutrient that is known, you go reaching for that being like, that's the first nutrient I always eat. And that's the one that I can't do without. That's because, you know, no fault of yours, you just followed the diet of your culture, which is a diet done to destroy your body, fuck you, and put you on to medications that will enrich them, okay? So you got to get off of that, okay? You got to uh, summon the willpower to get off of this shit house diet that's destroying your body, that's destroying your brain, that's destroying your bodybuilding, okay? You got to get off of it. You got to get off of it. And you got to get on the Dan train, okay? All right. So then the other thing, though, is that if you're trying to get big, again, you got to have the insulin sensitivity, okay? You got to get have the insulin sensitivity so that if you're eating all this, you know, you can have the right carbohydrates, okay? You can have the right carbohydrates, the ones that are going to be shuttling the glucose into your muscles, okay? Shuttling it out of your blood, into your muscles, okay? Uh, not the ones that are going to be desensitizing your cells to insulin, making it so that your pancreas thinks it has to create insulin all fucking day. And the ones that can't be shuttled into muscle and have to be put into other places instead because they're not bioavailable for muscle, okay? So you can't be having those stupid bullshit artificial carbohydrates, okay? Those dog shit carbohydrates, okay? Stop, stop. Okay, so you're going to be eating things like rice. You're going to be eating things like potatoes. You're going to be eating uh, carbohydrates that have potassium that help carbohydrate load into the muscle, okay? And so then when you have this crazy insulin sensitivity, motherfucker, okay, this is serious right here, okay? When you have this crazy insulin sensitivity, and now you start getting mad insulin response, pre, intra, and post-workout. <sighs> Your muscles become a freak show. They become a freak show, dude. You slam that shit and they suck it all up and they become this like fucking alien thing that you're like, what the fuck happened to my body? I'm scared when I look at myself in the mirror because of what my fucking body looks like. My muscles are out of control. Okay, that's what happens. That's what happens. If you don't want this, keep doing what you've been doing. Keep doing what you've been doing. That's why you're even listening to podcasts. That's why you're, why you're consuming bodybuilding content. Because what you want to happen hasn't been happening. Because you don't know how to make it happen. And so right now, there's one person on the internet who will talk it to you straight, okay? 
He's not trying to extract shit from you. He's just standing here and giving you this knowledge. Take it or leave it, motherfucker. Okay? And, and because because everybody else has got some fucking, you know, motive behind it, you know, or, or they've got a sense of insecurity or something about that. You won't need them or something. And the truth is, is that I don't give a fuck. I'm just telling you the secrets. I'm just telling them to you. So that's why everyone that does what I say from my podcast and from my book, Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. That's why they all get the most insane results. And the guys who push it further than I pushed it get more insane results than me, bigger than me, freakier than me, stronger than me, right? They do. They do. They send me their pictures. And there's these freaks, okay? These freaks all out in the world, my disciples, okay? And the ultimate God deroids disciples. And, okay, so these these freaks, okay, I didn't hold back, okay? I didn't hold back in the podcast. I didn't hold back in the book. I'm not afraid that you won't need me anymore if I give you all the information, if I tell you all the secrets. That's not a concern for me. I'm not um, jealous if you're bigger than me. I don't want you to not get bigger than me. I don't think... Dude, this industry is such a fucking bullshit, loser, scam, uh, a bunch of idiots, dude. dude. Oh, my God. Dude. Okay, so I don't like that. Okay, I don't like that. And that's why I give it to you, right? Insider. Insider giving you the information because I don't like what goes on in this industry. So I'm giving you the knowledge. I'm just giving it to you, right? But maybe maybe it's because I don't make you pay for it. You know, maybe that's it. maybe you would value it more if I if I you know did hold the secrets back because you're like, oh well, he's just telling it to me, <laughs> so you don't value it as much. Because that's another thing that I found out is is that you know what people don't value shit unless you make them pay for it, then they value it more. Uh, unfortunately, even when you give them you know like precious treasures, if you make it free, they don't value it as much. But you know what? Uh, with this thing, you know, I could do that. I could do that with everything. You know, I could, I could like, you know, raise the price of ultimate guide to roids from 20 bucks and make it so that, you know, like more people had to like pay more or something to get it. But I don't want to, you know, I want everybody in the third world countries and everything. If you can afford a fucking vial of test, that's, you know, on average, like three times as much as fucking ultimate guide to roids. So it's like, you can fucking shoot yourself in the foot and go fuck around with your stupid little steroids, you know? Or you can just fucking go buy Ultimate Gatoroids, you know? <laughs> so that makes it all you. It makes it all fucking your fault if you're not getting the results that you want, you know? It was, it's on you because you were doing that. And, and, you know, I put the information out there. So I'm, a, I'm an ideological person, guys. I'm an ideological person. And so the things that are, like, more important to me is, like, my, my, ide- my ideals and shit like that, you know? I'm not driven by um other factors so much as i'm my principal factor that it drives me in my life it's like my ideals and the way that i believe things should be <laughs> and so now you found this podcast and you get to benefit from that you get to benefit from who i am all right so let, let's get on here let's I, I went off on a little tangent right there you know i like i said i have fun recording the podcast i have fun right and and yes i am in south america i'm near the south pole um so, uh, all right, let, let's get off of that fucking, that, that was a mixing oral steroids tangent that went completely out of control, didn't it? It went completely out of control. Okay, so the next question is from Matt. He says, just got ultimate guide to roids. Literally the best 
and go to the point source of knowledge the community needs. I should have bought this years ago. Question Dan. I want to kick up test propionate up to 700 milligrams per week with trenacetate at 350 milligrams per week. Could I grow and lose fat while eating at maintenance and low carb at these doses? Or would I just be spinning my wheels? Yes, you can grow and lose fat. And let me tell you how, okay? So the principal factor that will tell you whether or not you're recompositioning or not is, are you gaining strength while you are staying the same weight, okay? And you don't even have to say, are you gaining strength specifically? Are you gaining gym performance, okay, while your body weight is staying the same? Are you able to do more sets? Are you able to do more reps with the same amount of weight on the same exercises week to week, month to month, okay? So one way that you could do this and probably the easiest way to do that to push progressive overload is to say, hey, you know, let's say for an example, you got two plates on the bench press, right? And you did three sets of 10 reps, right? With two plates. You did three sets of 10 reps with two plates. So you did 30 total reps with two plates on the bench press. Now, the next workout, you add one more set. So now you did four, four sets of 10 reps with two plates on the bench press. So now you did 40 reps per workout with two plates. Now, the next workout, you add another set and you go five sets of 10 reps with two plates on the bench press. And so now you have made it up to 50 total reps per workout with two plates on the bench press. Okay, so you just now moved starting at three sets of 10 to five sets of 10 with two plates on the bench press. You just now moved your tonnage or your workload per workout from 30 reps with that weight on that exercise to 50 reps on that exercise with that weight. And that produced progressive overload, okay? So here's an example of a way that, you know, if you're doing a recomp, that you can understand whether or not you're making progress, okay? If you are staying the same body weight, you're not changing body weight, but that's happening. Gym performance is going up while your body weight doesn't change. You are gaining muscle and you are losing fat, okay? All right, and now let me tell you how to like, you know, optimize this so that it's gonna work best, okay? So again, here's the diet, okay? It's not beautiful, okay? You know, you probably wake up, you probably wake up and you get some oatmeal and you get some whey protein, all right? And then for the rest of the day, you, you know, unless, unless your caloric needs are different, okay? If your caloric, if you're somebody who has a really hard time gaining weight, then things are going to be different for you. And you're going to have to be doing things, you know, to, to like, you know, really maximize your, your weight, weight gain. Or, or, you know, if you're somebody that has a really hard time, you know, maintaining their weight or whatever, right? But for the average guy, for the average guy who, you, you know, he's, he's basically going to be able to have that first carb meal, right? That first carb meal. And then the rest of the meals for the day are pretty much just going to be like steak, you know, like pound of steak. Meal two, you know, pound of steak, meal three, pound of steak. And then he's going to get to the workout, right? And he's going to be, okay, one hour pre-workout. Now he switches over the metabolism, metabolic flexibility, flexing from, from changing from a fat metabolism over to a carbohydrate me metabolism, okay? And so right there, he's going to cut out the dietary fat. He's going to put in the chicken breast or the tilapia, okay? Or the egg whites. And he's going to eat that like you know, like 60 to 80 grams of protein or something from that. And he's going to do that with potatoes or rice, okay? And then he's going to get to the workout, okay? And now he's about like, 
let's say 15. Actually, one more thing. Before, during that one hour pre-workout uh, meal, he's also going to take the insulin sensitizing agents right at that time. You know, that's where he takes the CLA. That's where he takes the cinnamon. That's where he takes the metformin. That's where he takes the berberine. Okay. And then he gets to 15 minutes before the workout. Now the 50 grams of whey protein comes in. Now the five grams of creatine comes in. Okay. And then another thing that comes in right at that moment is like probably like a hundred grams of glucose from the horrible bears, right? Now he gets into the workout. Okay. He gets into the workout and this is where, you know, we get explosive now. Okay. And we slam 150 grams dextrose or glucose in the workout. Okay. In the workout, sipping on the drink during the workout. Okay. Now he finishes the workout and now the next meal again is going to be a carbohydrate, no fat with protein meal. So it's going to be another thing. It's going to be like, you know, a pound of chicken or a half a pound of chicken. Okay. And it's going to be white rice or it's going to be potatoes. Okay. And again, this is going to be another one where it's like you eat quite a lot of these things. Okay. And then for the rest of the day, you don't need that anymore, man. You're not needing any more high octane fuel. And, and you don't want to be having this insulin mess all over your body, okay? The insulin and the high octane fuel, the carbohydrates, the glucose, etc., were used for a specific purpose. They were used to maximize the workout, okay? The high octane engine, the high octane car had high performance activity and it got high octane fuel during that. Now it's on the cool down for the rest of the day and you're going back to these meals that are like a pound of steak, 10 eggs, half a chicken, pound of steak. All right, no more carbs, okay? If you wanna be doing the recomp, okay? So this is how it goes, is you're, you're doing this metabolic flexibility thing where you're, fle you're, you're being flexible and during when the, when the fucking supercharged engine needs it, you're giving it the carbohydrates, you're taking away the fats, and you're doing the high octane fuel. And then when it's not doing that, when it's not doing the high performance activity, when it's just fucking driving around the street, you know, doing fucking nothing, you know, driving around the street like any other fucking, you know, Honda Civic or whatever, then it, it's not it's not getting the high octane NOS fuel anymore, right? I need NOS. It's not getting the NOS anymore. All right. So that's the way that goes, right? So I pretty much told you really good just now, you know. <laughs> Uh, how, you know, that was, that was like, that was like really, really valuable information really spelled out for you to, to like just that right there. Like that alone, what we just discussed, like you can become a freak if you just apply that. If you just apply that, you motherfuckers listening to that, you know, you got, you guys, you got, it's all got your own ideas, right? You got your own ideas. Why don't you just like you know, bag your own idea for a little bit and just try that so that you can see how good it works. All right. And, uh, and or, or, you know, there's those these other guys, you know, that are like, I won't do any hard work. And, and, and it's like, they're like, my whole life is about not doing hard work and not feeling pain, avoiding pain and having pleasure. And uh, I'm a bitch. Okay. So, so those guys, those guys too, you know, they're just hopeless. They're <laughs> just hopeless man so so you know i feel sorry for you guys i you know what i hope someday you will find it in yourself to be stronger to be mentally stronger okay uh, all right next question
you know, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you, bro. I'm rooting for you to be mentally stronger. All right, next question. Rob asks, lowest daily trend dose for trend A, say 20 milligrams per day. Yeah, I mean, 20 milligrams per day will work really good and that won't have like major mental side effects or anything. Like, I mean, but running that, like, like if you're running, so say, for example, you're doing like 750 test or a thousand tests, 600 and 600 deca with that, or, you know, a gram of equipoise with that. And then you're running, you know, 20 milligrams trenbolone acetate every, every day underneath that bigger cycle, you know, that's going to work really good. Uh, you know, that'll really like blow the cycle open, putting just the 20 milligrams of trend every day underneath that. Um, 10 milligrams of trend would also work every day. Uh, it, it's strong shit. Um, and these dosages, like 150 milligrams per week or lower, don't tend to have, you know, like really bad mental side effects and stuff. I mean, it's a lot more mild at those lower dosages. Okay. Um, it, it yeah, yeah, I, I so I, he, he pretty much got it, you know, 20 milligrams a day, you know, but you could go 10 milligrams per day. And then, like I said, you don't, trend is not this thing that you should be relying on. Again, it, you know, the whole thing about like, oh yeah, like, you know, just take all this trend and, 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 you know, take low stuff of the other stuff. That's the opposite. That's the opposite. Okay. That, that's the, that's the, that's the moron way to, to use it. Okay. That's the way, uh, where you, you get a heart attack and you get a stroke and you have cardiovascular disease and you die when you're 40. Okay. And if you want to check on this again, if you want to check on where you're at, where you're at with your steroid heart disease, because everybody on steroids dies from their heart. All right. So if you want to check on it and see where you're at, then go get a cardiac calcium scoring scan and go get an echocardiogram stress test. Okay. Then you can know where you're at, what you've done so far. All right. So the, uh, yeah. And so one final thought on that is that if you want to be the, you know, the, the guy who's, who's blasting all the trend and, and dying when he's 40, that is so stupid. Why don't you do it this other way where you use a tiny bit of, if you got to use the trend, why don't you use, do it this other way that works really good where you use like the high test, you can use the high deca, you can use the high equipoise, you can use the high primabolin, you can use a good dose of masteron, but then you use the tiny bit of trend underneath that blows the whole cycle open and you, you look like a total freak, you perform like a total freak, you're strong as fuck, your gym aggression is insane, and you, you probably fucking saved 15, 20 years on your fucking life. You know, this is for informational purposes only. This is not advice. All right. Nick asks question for the podcast. Want to do a short cycle just towards the end of the summer just to keep all my muscle at the end of this long cut I'm doing and also get cosmetic effects. Keep my muscle be full and freaky looking. Only two goals. Cutting natty really sucks towards the end. What would be the best stack for achieving this while using a low dose of test as the only injectable compound? Okay. So this guy's natural. I looked at it. I looked at his picture. He sent a picture. And, and uh, so the, the thing, you know, you're in luck, you, you know, and, and the thing is, is, is that to keep muscle on your body, high doses of steroids are not necessary to grow muscle, especially for the first time when you've never grown it before. Higher doses of steroids are necessary, but steroids work way better at keeping muscle on the body and preventing it from being lost than they do at building muscle. Okay. Which is why, you know, like for example, in the hospital, you know, they can 
put people on, you know, 20 milligrams of Anivar and then they're in a coma with their body with third degree burns for like two or three months and they don't fucking move an inch and you can keep, you know, like 70, 80% of their muscle mass just from doing that. Okay. So that's kind of what works for you too, man. It's like, you know, if you want to use some testosterone, you know, you can use like 200, 250 milligrams of testosterone and you can take like, you know, 20 milligrams of Anivar, 20 milligrams of Winstrol, or, you know, if you want to be more freaky, you can take, you know, D-ball 10 milligrams twice a day, you know, like breakfast uh, and, and dinner. And doing that, you, you can really get, you, you know, you're, you're not going to lose your muscle, like especially when you're natural right now. I think you'll probably gain muscle doing that, even though you're cutting and everything um, and you'll get a cosmetic effect from it. But, but again, like even for guys that are big, man, it, it's, it's like you're not going to lose a lot of muscle on 500 milligrams of testosterone. If any man cutting, it, it's like, you know, cutting and like raising your steroid dosages up really high. That's not the way. That's not the way. It, it you know, 500 milligrams of test and then like some Primabolin or, you know, some Anivar or some Winstrol, you know, one of these really high nitrogen steroids to like lock in the nitrogen so that you're in a positive nitrogen balance or an equilibrium of the nitrogen balance. You're not losing nitrogen, which is the tissue. Okay. Yeah. You're going to get flat while you're cutting. No shit. That's what cutting is. You get flat because you don't have the extra fuel in your muscles. Okay. Like, okay, like, is your muscle dysmorphia that really that bad that you can't even like get flat, you know, and like not have like these totally drugged out looking muscles for like a few months, right? <laughs> right? It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. So, so, you know, you don't need to be taking all these steroids, you know, don't be thinking the steroids are going to be burning a bunch of fat and like relying on the steroids for burning a bunch of fat because they really fucking suck at that. Okay. Just, it's like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast episode. Okay. You're eating your steak, you're eating your ground beef, right? And before you were eating a lot of potatoes and you were eating a lot of rice. Now you take most of that out. And you know what? You probably want to have good workout performance though. So you're probably still, if you're a big guy, like 220 pounds or something, you're probably still having your 150 grams of dextrose glucose intra workout, right? But other than that, you're not really you having carbs. You're just eating your steak, bro. You're just eating your ground beef, bro. And you're eating <laughs> your green vegetables, all right? And then when you want to grow again, when you want to get freaky, when you want to reanimate the muscle, because, yeah, it got flat, but the tissue didn't go away, okay? You didn't have nitrogen loss. That means tissue loss. That's the thing that matters. And you can reanimate the muscle again by just fucking now pounding the glucose and the dextrose pre intra post workout and you got all this insulin sensitivity from your diet where you took away the carbohydrates and you got this mad insulin sensitivity and now you can just go total freak show motherfucker okay there's a system here there's a system here and once you understand the body then the system freaking works okay and and it's like it's it's like it's like a robot or like a computer like you just you you mess with these variables and when you have them consistent it's it's like it's it, it's like you know that's some of the funny things sometimes too is is that like i'll see you know people like not making progress and i'm like well if you just give me control like i know that i can change that right now like because because i'm, I'm like well this isn't that it's not rocket science <laughs> it's just the fact that you're not willing to do it 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the you know, I've seen enough hundreds bodies, thousands bodies, you know, responding to bodybuilding, you know, using these methods. I know what happens when these methods are applied, okay? So it just is what it is. That, uh, next question. Okay. Um, Tyler asks, or if that, okay, Tyler asks, is having estrogen side effects or prolactin side effects, it, if they're not having those, is it still important to get blood work done mid-cycle or is it okay to finish off the cycle without getting blood done? Well, I think that getting blood work done is such a personal decision. So this is another one of these like kind of funny questions that's like, is it okay what I'm doing? <laughs> please, like, please tell me that what I'm doing is okay. And, and, and it's like, well, bro, like, it's up to you. Like, how much risk do you want to take? You know, like, generally on cycle, your blood work's not going to look so good. Okay. But like, before your cycle, after your cycle, it's going to look better, right? It's going to look a lot better. It's probably, you know, if you go off cycle for a month, you stop taking everything for a month after you finish your cycle. Chances are everything's going to look perfect on your blood work, okay? And so if you want to, you know, check and see, you know, in the middle of your cycle what your blood work looks like and make sure there's not a problem, who is anyone to say don't do that, you know? If that's what you feel inclined to do, you know, that seems like a responsible thing to do. And, and, and but you kind of already know, you know, what's going to be happening. And, and if you're having a problem, you know, like, you know, if there's, you can kind of tell, you know, when someone's not healthy. So you can kind of look at yourself, look at your eyeballs, look at your skin, look at your head, look at the color of your body. And you can kind of know, you know, if, if there's a problem or if you have some kind of worry, if you all of a sudden your shit turns bright yellow or something like that, you're like, fuck, well, you know, maybe I got a liver problem. Well, go get a fucking test, you, you know? But this is one of those things where it's like, this is a very dangerous hobby. This is a very dangerous game to be playing. Very dangerous hobby. You're taking dangerous drugs. And, you know, uh, there's there's major risk with what you uh, are doing, with, with the uh, activity that you've decided to pursue, bodybuilding. And uh, so, you know, you got to figure out what kind of, you know, how much risk you're um, comfortable taking and then, you know, how much mitigation factors, uh, how much careful factors you want to take. So something like how often should I get blood work? <laughs> you know what? As often as you feel like you need to, bro, you, you, you know, and a good minimum amount of doing that would be like, you know, get it done. You know, don't, don't, don't not get it done less than twice a year. Right. I know a bunch of you guys have never gotten the blood work done ever in your whole life. And you've been using steroids for like five years. So it's it's like, well, just stop doing that and like go get the blood work done. And then like if you're scared that like something's going to be there and it's like not going to be good. Well, I'm here. OK. And I know what to do to like make it better. So, <laughs> so like schedule a phone call consultation so that I can help you. Right. And instead of just like having this thing in the background, like, you know, you know, you know, hurting you or whatever and being scared to look at your blood work because you don't know what's going to happen. Luckily, I'm here and I know what you have to do to fix it. OK, so, <laughs> so I can help you. All right. Um, so next question. Spinny asks long acting IGF one. OK, here's the thing. OK, is that. Injecting straight IGF-1 rather than injecting growth hormone is pretty dangerous, okay? Because 
yeah, growth hormone does um, make like a systemic increase in IGF-1 levels, but it also makes a local increase in IGF-1 muscles. And the part of the IGF-1 that really stimulates like the satellite cell muscle growth where you're getting more myonuclei in the muscles where your muscles are permanently different, you know, even after you've stopped taking growth hormone, even if you've stopped taking steroids, is because of the intramuscular manufacture of IGF-1. Every cell in your body has the ability to um, manufacture IGF-1, but the liver uh, manufactures a systemic form of IGF-1 that goes into your bloodstream. The localized manufacture of IGF-1 inside the cells, like inside of muscle cells, for example, is just localized and it's not measured in a systemic amount. So if you take, if you have enhanced IGF-1 production inside your muscle cells with localized IGF-1 production, well, that's not going to show up on a blood test and show up with like an IGF-1 level. It's only localized inside the cell. So taking a growth hormone injection increases that amount of localized IGF-1 production inside the muscle cell, okay? But... Then the, the, the growth hormone injection also makes the liver increase systemic IGF-1 levels, okay? So, but you have this kind of barrier right here where you're injecting growth hormone, but you're, you know, IGF-1, this thing that says grow to things that it attaches to on your body, it just delivers a message that says grow, is being mediated by your liver producing it, okay? But now you break that barrier when you start injecting straight up IGF-1, okay? So like IGF-1 LR3, IGF-1 DES, whatever, right? Okay, so now you don't have that protection anymore of your body limiting or having the ability to limit the amount of systemic IGF-1 you have. And instead, you're just injecting the shit into your body that says grow. And so whatever it comes into contact with, you give it this message that says grow, okay? So... That's one reason why it's like, well, you wouldn't want to take that except for like immediately post-workout, you know, when you have muscle damage because, well, if you don't have damaged tissue for it to attach to, for one thing, it's like, well, what is it going to transmit its message to? And, and it's like, well, fucking whatever it, it comes into contact with, man. And so, you know, you get stuff with like horror stories about... You know, like parts of people's bodies growing stuff. And, you know, you see some pros, you know, with like weird shaped heads, you know, one eye socket bigger than the other, you know, and and weird shit, really long tongue, you know, weird looking hands, weird looking feet, <laughs> weird looking spinal erector muscles, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, and, and, and it's like, well, what the fuck happened there? And it's like, well, you know, unrestricted growth messages being injected into their body and they didn't have that safety measure, you know, somewhat of a safety mechanism of having a fucking, you know, liver mediating how much IGF one, you know, from injecting growth hormone, they just, they went above, above and beyond that and just started injecting this freaking growth message. Right. And maybe if they're not doing like only post-workout too, it's like they're doing it other times of the day. It's like they don't even have a damaged tissue to like attract the IGF-1 to, to like go and, and tell that area to have like satellite cells fuse and stuff and create new, new cells, more nuclei and that stuff. So they're just doing it like to their whole body. And then you're like, why was this guy's heart three times the size that it was supposed to be? And why was his liver five times the, supposed, the way it was supposed to be when you look at their autopsy and you're like, oh, well, this motherfucker was using a lot of IGF-1. All right, and he probably wasn't only doing it post-workout either. He was doing it like all the time, okay? And he was probably using a lot of insulin too, which also makes your IGF-1 go nuts. And he was probably using also, also a lot of growth hormone, which also increases your systemic IGF-1. So you got this huge storm of growing stuff, okay? Growing stuff.
in your body. You guys have to like think about what you're doing, man. You got to know what you're doing, okay? You got to know what you're doing. You got to know what these chemicals do and you got to think. Or, or else it's, it's a fucking mess, man. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. When you're doing this stuff to your heart and shit, dude, the worst feeling, the worst feeling as a bodybuilder is when you think you have a heart problem, okay? Or you go to the doctor and you find out, my heart's messed up. Game over. Game over, man. That sucks. You got to be careful, dude. You got to be careful, okay? So no, I don't think you should be taking this, this stuff, this IGF-1. Why do you got to be this total fucking you know, modern bodybuilding freak that, you know what, like, why can't, why can't you just be a golden era style bodybuilder, right? 80s style bodybuilder, or even like early 90s style bodybuilder. Why you got to do this thing like that? That's, that's like, come on, man, come on. And if you're not like that already, then what are you using this stuff for? What are you using this stuff for, man? Because someone on the internet told you that it was good, man. What about the people that are the professionals? Uh, that were from the 80s, the 90s, the 70s, the 60s, everything, right? Are you already at their level? Then why are you using the shit? All right, next question. Um, next question. Okay. Danny, he has two questions. How effective would low-carb diet, super high in protein, like 400 grams, coupled with clen and growth hormone for the hypolysis be, not counting calories? Dude. Dude, if you don't have insulin on board, because, okay, so the amount of ins protein does cause a little bit of insulin to be produced, okay, when you eat it, but protein also causes, um, oh my God, I'm having a, <laughs> I'm having a mind blank right now on a, on a substance, okay, uh, but protein has an, it has, um, uh, you know, you're gonna, guys are gonna have to forgive me, okay, I had a, a mind blank on the name of this damn substance right now first time in my podcasting life okay but you guys are gonna just have to forgive me so protein has an antagonistic effect um on on insulin so it it releases insulin but it causes another compound to be released that then has a antagonistic effect against insulin okay so it kind of like cancels it out okay so you don't really think of protein as in increasing insulin okay and then the other thing with protein is that uh, like people talk about like, oh, well, well, like what about gluconeogenesis? Well, that's rate limited. Okay. So the amount of protein that you eat, it doesn't really affect gluconeogenesis. It's, it's rate limited and it's like a constant process that's always happening that doesn't really change. Okay. So you don't really need to like worry about protein and insulin. Okay. So it's, it's carbohydrates that cause insulin release. Okay. And so if a person and there's studies on this, okay, there's studies on this. Okay. Why? does a person with diabetes need to take insulin? Because no matter how much food they eat, they will wither away and die and turn into nothing. It's a wasting disease unless they use the injectable insulin. It doesn't matter how many calories they eat, okay? They will still lose the weight, wither away, waste away, and die, okay? So that right there, right there, if you just understand that, will blow away your whole stupid if it fits your macros obsession, okay? If it fits your macros, it's horse shit, okay? It's insulin control, okay? Insulin control and insulin sensitivity is what makes you bigger and is what makes you smaller, okay? It's the reaction of insulin in your body, okay? So if you take away your insulin by not eating carbohydrates anymore, okay? Eating a carnivore diet, 
And then you start taking clenbuterol and growth hormone, which have huge, huge lipolytic effects, okay? Those melt fat and there's nothing antagonizing those processes anymore, okay? Because what stops lipolysis from happening? Action levels of insulin, okay? Go look it up on, on Wikipedia, okay? It's the first thing it says, what inhibits lipolysis, what stops fat burning, insulin, okay? So if you don't have insulin in your body anymore, or, or at least not action levels, okay? And then you put in growth hormone and you put in clenbuterol, dude, the, the fat just melts off your body, okay? It just melts off the body. And the calories don't really matter that much anymore, all right? All right, come at me, come at me, all you, all you, all you, all you guys, okay? All right, because this, this thing is, you know, it's just ridiculous. Go look at all the golden area bodybuilders. Go look what they did. Of course, you can't be like drinking butter and shit like that. Of course, you can't be drinking oil and shit like that, right? Okay, like keep it within reason. But, you know, if you're eating like four or 500 grams of protein and, you know, there's fat that comes with that meat um, and then, you know, you're taking the, the you know, the, the fat that comes on the meat, but you're not adding extra fat, right? You're not adding... You know, you're not like drinking butter and, and stuff like this, this kind of like fad shit, right? And then you're taking growth hormone and clenbuterol, dude, you're going to get ripped. That's all there is to it. If you just stick to it, that, that's all there is to it. You're going to get ripped. All right. Okay. And then his second question was, does being bald affect your chances with women? Most bodybuilders are bald as fuck. Okay. So here's the thing is that this kind of attitude where you're thinking like, your big quality with women is like how beautiful you are that really turns women off okay that okay they don't like that you know, if you're thinking like that okay so women that's their quality okay is how beautiful they are that's what makes you value them okay so <laughs> if you're like thinking like like oh the best quality that i have to offer offer is how beautiful i am I can just tell you right now, you're not going to be doing very good with women, man. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be the last uh, question for the podcast today. It was fun talking to you guys. And uh, I'll be coming up with another episode for you guys uh, real soon here. So make sure to go pick up. Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan, the bodybuilder from Thailand. You know, if you just go to bodybuilderinthailand.com, it's uh, I think I think it's the first article on the homepage where you can check it out and read like 20 pages. It's definitely worth it. It's my best content. You know, if you like the podcast, the book will blow you away. <laughs>